Dimelanga Vusheni and hello, hi, I'm Zanzi, Nolutando Ngakani here, and welcome back to Sisters Without Shame, a No Holds Barred podcast that is proudly brought to you by Healthform Zanzi. I'm here to walk with you through your shame as you seek the answers to those scary questions you're too afraid to ask about in public. I've got you through all your uncertainties and your worries. Don't worry, baby, my shoulder is ready for you to cry on. Mzanzi, let's talk about sex, education, and not in the way that you're thinking. This week, we received this voice note from a friend in crisis. I'm a 22-year-old and a recent college graduate. I tested positive for HIV AIDS recently and I know how I probably got it as well. From a random hookup I had before I met my boyfriend, a guy where I don't even remember his name. And it's been tearing up every inch of my body since I found out. I've had a boyfriend for about a month as well, who I really love dearly and really need during this time. And yet I'm not sure he's going to want to stay with me through all this. It's probably going to end up being too much for him. Yes, I know that medication now is great and you can live a mostly normal life with the disease. I just don't see how I can wake up every day and telling myself that everything will be alright. In Mzanzi, HIV infections are currently reported to be at 1,300 per week among adolescent girls and young women. HIV often comes with the reputation of claiming lives. The stigma attached to it doesn't help anybody's situation either. Through educating and accepting the virus, we can contribute to an acceptance and understanding that will bring about decisive change. To help us put things into perspective, we are joined by medical activist and founder of Imfundo Enche, Lucy Kofi. Lucy is also the founder of Women's Health Ecclesia, an NPO organization that tackles the reproductive realities and advocates for justice while uplifting, empowering, and educating individuals. What are the first steps you should take after you have been newly diagnosed with HIV and AIDS? So this is a very good question. You know, people that would say, okay, I've heard, this is my status. The most important thing is to seek help. Counseling is very important because all along you were not living with this condition. Then suddenly you are diagnosed with HIV. Some people, they think it will change everything about me. I have to reposition myself in the society. When I talk to people, I need to be mindful of this and that. You know, people start cooking scenarios on their head about a specific thing, which is not really good. We are really having a problem that people do not want to seek help. And it's so good if it's somebody you don't know. See a psychologist, see a social worker. Even a healthcare practitioner will tell you that it's okay. Even if you are living with this condition, you can still do one, two, three, and four. I think for some people, they need to be reaffirmed to be sure that, yes, I can still have the healthy life. You know, there is so much lack of, yes, we know HIV. We know that people can live longer, but there's still that stigma around it. So if you hear this from 
a social worker, if you hear this from a psychologist or a healthcare provider, it hits differently than hearing from a Lucy you don't know. So I would really encourage individuals to go back to your local clinics and see a doctor if you can or see a psychologist. It's very, very important. Accepting on its own is a big step. And you will hear people will say, I was in denial for seven years. Some will say they were in denial for 10 years. So if you can get into a position of seeking help, it is likely easy for you to accept and start doing the good things or living right or living a healthy life so that you can live longer. So accepting is a very important process in these steps. We tend to underestimate South African healthcare also a lot of the times. You know, HIV AIDS has been endemic to this country for so long. There are interventions that are in place to help you live a healthy life. I do agree with you when you say that. This thing of us also living in denial about our status is really... It's very dangerous. You know, in a country where HIV and AIDS is endemic, what is the current state of sex education in South Africa? We know that HIV AIDS is there and it exists, but you know, people still continue to have unprotected sex in a country with such high prevalence. What compels people to also continue to engage in this risky behavior? You know, people, they normally say it's far from home. It's far-fetched. Yes, HIV is there, but it's not there. You know, we have people who would say that, especially in these workshops we conduct, when we ask them about the seriousness and the reality of HIV, they will tell you, ah, guys, plastic sex, it's not nice. Would you eat a sweet within a plastic? No way. So... Some of them that would tell you that they just do once off and then go drink some herbal things and all of these beliefs that people have, which I feel like it's something that is actually pushing people away from the reality or people they don't want to acknowledge that HIV it's a reality and having multiple partners in 2022. I wouldn't say it's lack of awareness. People know what happened. I would say it's ignorant, perhaps. Or they just don't want to pay attention to that. Because if you look into the teenagers right now, the rate of HIV, it's escalating. It's very scary compared to the 80s and the 90s. We are not saying HIV was not there at that time. But the rate that things are happening right now, it is really alarming. Which is why the Department of Education is really concerned about teenagers, which is why they're also pushing the comprehensive sexuality education in schools. This was introduced in the year 2000 as well. Through sex education, the parents, they were so conscious that, okay, now the Department of Education is teaching our kids how to have sex, which was not the case. And this comprehensive sexual education, it's not sex education. They're not telling kids how to have sex or go and have sex out and all of that. It is mainly about to raise awareness about all of these things that are already happening in the society that our kids are already doing, but also so that they have a comprehensive idea of what's happening and what are the consequences. If, if it happened that at this age I'm having sex without a condom, you're likely to have HIV. And if we have HIV, what's going to happen? So they have a holistic idea from that younger age. And the aim it was that when you know, right, it is better for you to have awareness and you have the information, the rate of HIV infection, teenage pregnancy, 
it's increasing every year, which is really scary. And then now we're looking into the other factors that are likely to contribute in this mess that we are in, not only to say, okay, this is the school problem. The school must sort it out. Yes, as much as the school curriculum, it's very important. But most of the thing, it's socioeconomic issues. If you find out these girls, why are you pregnant or why you have um, HIV? Some of them will tell you, I was raped. And then when I went to test and then I was positive, some of them, they will tell you that they were in the club, you know, some of these things. But the issues is that there are different issues, different circumstances. We can't just say this person is this and this. As much as researchers are already doing, looking into virus factors and how can we intervene in this issue. We need to look into other factors that are contributing in these high rates, which is really scary, by the way. So parents are pushing back sex education, like... Yeah, especially when it comes to religion. You know, there's specific religions out here, I would say, the government is pushing an agenda of making our kids sexually active. And they don't know that these kids are already sexually active, which is, we don't need such. You know, when we're having such an issue, parents are not stepping in and come with solutions, but they're blaming government. We're not going anywhere. Let's go back to... Before we find out now that we are positive, you know, what is the process of testing and why is it important to get tested for HIV and AIDS regularly? So testing is very important. I always encourage students, especially learners in high school, I I will tell them, so guys, we are going to a local clinic this day. So the local clinic will arrange with them to have that open testing outside where they can take as many as possible people. So it is very important, guys, that you at least test twice a year. We have people who test once a year. We have people who tell you that I last tested five years ago. Guys, please, we do not encourage that. It is bad. And these people are sexually active. So the first step, you go to your local clinic free of charge. In some cases, they will give you a rapid point of care, that test, which you can just do it quickly. And in some cases, they will want to draw the blood. And then they will explain to you which one is which and why they prefer that one. Especially if you would say you have been sleeping with multiple partners, you are worried because you are presenting specific symptoms. And when they are looking into those symptoms, you are likely to be infected. So now they want to take the blood as well, but they will explain to you why they are taking that specific test. And HIV test is not painful. I've had people who would say, drawing of blood is so painful. I can't do that. Oh, I'm scared of needles. People are buying these at discams and, and wherever, even online or take a lot and all these options. You can buy home test if you are really worried. But I would encourage you, after taking the home test, go and see a proper healthcare provider as well. But the danger I have to highlight of the home test, nobody prepared you. Nobody counseled you. Now you are panicking. And a lot of people, they actually attempt to kill themselves in that process. So if you are not sure about your status and you are worried about a lot of things and you know what you have been doing, please go and see your healthcare provider or a clinic because you will get counseling before you take the HIV test. And if you go to a clinic and they do not counsel you before they take the test, please tell them you know your rights. You have to get free counseling before and after the test. You know, HIV testing is such scary business. Like, even (laughs) the way they counsel you, you think, yo, I've tested positive here. You think I am already. (laughs) 
they talk like you are positive already. The aim is to prepare you to ensure that just in case the results are positive, you are okay. I think one line I need to highlight, getting tested, it is very quick. Always remember that because some people will tell you, I can't sit there for hours and, and all of that unless it's full. But it is quick. It's easy. If you're a student, you can go to a campus clinic and you get these assistance for free. Please test regularly. Please. I want to talk about another issue that I feel we don't talk about a lot of the times. What can you do when you've been outed, sort of, or somebody's busy talking about your status, moisturizing and things like that? You have no right to go tell people about someone's status. It's a very confidential thing. And the person can actually take legal action against you because now this is their confidential health status and they have not disclosed to anybody else. They trusted you and you decide to go and tell the world. You don't know what they might do after they find out. Some people, they attempt to kill themselves because now they are forced to disclose to family members. They are forced to disclose to the entire community because everybody knows. And you know, guys, the stigma. Some people, they don't even want to sit next to you if you are HIV positive. But what I can say, please respect people's business. Please try to get professional help because it will affect you. Firstly, you were not ready to disclose, but someone did that on your behalf. So see a psychologist, see a social worker, go back to a clinic. Even these healthcare workers, they come in handy at times. Do not attempt to do anything that will take your life away. We still need you. It's not the end of the world. You can just make things come back to the reality. And sometimes there are people who tell you, when this person disclosed my status, I was able to start talking about it. So it depends with individuals. There are people who will tell you that, okay, this person really helped me. Or some people will ask other people that, can you please disclose? But what I would say to people, if it's not your HIV status, refrain from disclosing other people's status without their consent. Unless someone asks you to go disclose to their mother or their father or whosoever. But please stay away. It's illegal. It is wrong. We don't emphasize that enough that, you know, that there are really consequences to doing that. Yes, but absolutely. What can we do to reduce stigma against people living with HIV and AIDS? So when it comes to HIV and stigma, it is heartbreaking that in the year 2022, we are still dealing with the same stigma that we were dealing with years ago. Because that time it was really scary because people did not know what was HIV. And when you hear someone saying, I'm HIV positive, people were even scared to share food with you. People were even scared to do all of these things. But nowadays, yes, the stigma is there. But people have much knowledge about what is HIV and how can you get it. That time, I think the problem, people thought even when they're sharing a lotion with you, they would get HIV or even hugging you and all of that. That was lack of awareness. But in the year 2022, as much as we want to believe that we have taught people so much about this disease, we have taught people all of these things, but we still have that resistance from the society. There are people who are still discriminating people who are living with HIV. It's even so painful in the workplace. Some people don't want to disclose their statuses because of such reasons. So now you'll start being treated differently because you've disclosed your status. Or when your colleagues know your status, they will start isolating you in what they do, especially if they will have like adventurous activities. They will start 
excluding you in all these little things that are happening. Even in the household, people you are living with, they start isolating, excluding the person living with HIV, which is so wrong. So for us to fight the stigma, we need to start from the home to the community, to the society in the bigger spectrum. But it has to start on an individual level because you do not know how is it to live with HIV. I always say to people, we are reflecting from the outside. But when a person living with an HIV, when they tell you they are living it, it's their reality, it's their everyday reality. So please, let's make sure that from the home, household level, we start fighting the stigma. Trust me, if all of us, we get it from the household level, even in the society and community, it is because of the things we do in the household. So please, let's end the stigma. There's nothing wrong with people living with HIV. Those people are healthy as long as they are taking their medication and they are doing their follow-up with doctors as they are advised. Let's do better. Defaulting on your medication is a very big thing. I want to know, you know, what kind of compels somebody to decide like, no, I'm not going to take this medication anymore. Goes through your mind to make that decision. That's actually a good question. I've, I've heard focus groups where I have, especially women, where they talk about why they stop taking their medication. Some of them, they would say it is the stigma in the local clinic. They are told to sit in that queue. And then they would say, okay, guys, these ones are the ones with HIV. Take your medication. It is no longer confidential. Everyone in the clinic for a different purpose, now they know that Tando is HIV positive. And Tando did not disclose on her own, but a nurse did. So a lot of people, they are scared of the embarrassment and the shame that comes from a local clinic. Some of them, they will tell you they started taking the medication But at home, someone saw the ARV container and they started shaming them. And then they're like, now they are tired of hiding it. You find other people, they have a little bag inside of a little bag inside of a little bag. You ask, why are you carrying so many little things inside? What's happening? What's in that thing? You know, and then they'll tell you they're hiding their ARVs. It's not supposed to be like that. And nowadays in 2022, we have people like Nozbele, Amgana, Mayaba. We have a lot of people who are openly having YouTube channels talking about their HIV journey, talking about their ARVs. They'll even make jokes about it. They are trying to make their environment conducive and to be like a positive and a safe space for people who are living with HIV and not to be scared anymore. Because when you're not taking your medication, you're compromising your health. That's number one. Things will get worse and we know that your immune system will be weaker. And the more your immune system is weaker, now you are likely to get anything, even unnecessary sicknesses. You'll be getting things. So please do not compromise your health. Take your ARVs. If there's something you want to withdraw from or you're like, no, I want to take a break, do that in something else, but not your HIV medication. Do not play with your life, please. Not in 2022. We can't have someone dying in 2022 because they are not taking their medication. It's just so foolish. Some people will tell you, it is far-fetched. I haven't experienced it. I'm like, no. There are people around us who are living with HIV. To highlight one more thing, people need to understand that in South Africa, we have a Bill of Rights. 
Mm. And then everybody who is enjoying their rights, they're protected by the Bill of Rights. They must know that those rights also cover everybody, even including people who are living with HIV. Please, guys, do not discriminate anyone who's living with HIV. As much as the Section 9 of the Bill of Rights is saying uh, we are entitled to equality and we respect people's religion who are living with HIV. And another thing, always remember that you have a right to access the healthcare services. And this include you getting the medication so that you do not compromise your health in the process. So that's very important. You go to that clinic, they tell you they are out of ARVs. Please know your rights. You have a right to be taken care of and to have your medication and to live a healthy life, man. With HIV, you can live a positive and healthy life. You can have a partner who's negative and you remain like that. But it's very important that you disclose your HIV status to your partner because we have a lot of people who be sleeping around and they want to infect everybody. Please don't do that. It's wrong and it's illegal. As much as we say to disclose someone's status, but on the other hand, please do not go around and infecting people in the name of its payback, please. And you are compromising your health, by the way. Don't do that. It's wrong. It's illegal. Stop it. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Sisters Without Shame, Lucy. Now, if you want to read up more on our conversation dealing with the high prevalence of HIV infections amongst youth, visit healthformzanzi.co.za. And remember, dear friends, if you are in a medical bind and looking for a shoulder to cry on, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za. Alternatively, you can send a WhatsApp to 63 633 0628. That's 063 Nah, I would never blue tick you, babes. The effect of stigma and discrimination fuels feelings of loneliness and isolation in long-term survivors of HIV. Lucy highlighted the importance of a stable support structure in this journey. Stigma is deeply ingrained in people's belief. Education plays a pivotal role in eradicating the stigma attached to HIV. That brings us to the end of episode 70 of Sisters Without Shame, proudly brought to you by Healthform Zanzi. From me, Nolutando Ngakani, Have a great week and remember to show your girl some love by sharing this podcast with a friend.